First Sip Brewbox is a one-of-a-kind subscription service for craft beer lovers based right here in Pittsburgh. Every month, First Sip will send you a box full of craft beer enthusiast essentials including t-shirts, glassware, and even food. Right now, our friends at First Sip Brewbox have an offer for you. Just sign up for a three-month subscription and get your fourth month free. Just enter the code HOPNATIONUSA when you sign up at FirstSipBrewBox.com. That's H-O-P-U-S-A at checkout to get your fourth month free at FirstSipBrewBox.com. Woe to you, O Earth and Sea. It's the Hop Nation. USA Podcast. We are back, Hop Nation, for another fine week of fine beers and fine fellowship and other whatnots. This is episode 75 of the Hop Nation USA podcast. I am one of your hosts, Adam. Welcome back. Of course, with me is the man with the knobs on the ones and the twos, Steve. Steve, how are you on this recording session? I'm here. Yes. (laughs) Yes, you are. I made it through another week. We did. We both made it. Or did we? Did we pre-record this? Ooh. <laughs> it's a mystery. Yes, which reminds me, we have to do this quick before I have to go shovel the walk. <laughs> Congratulations on 75 episodes. We did it. Hooray. We actually did, which is kind of weird because we're not really celebrating this one. Yeah, well, sure we are. Well, we are, but we're We're, ce- we're celebrating with the theme. We are celebrating with the theme, but I guess, I guess once you get past 50... Okay, you know what you're doing. You're just going to keep rolling. I think it increments of 50 is when you start celebrating. Even then, I think it's just like 50, 100, then 200. Yeah. I think we've gone through this before. Nobody cares about 150. Not really. Nobody cares about 175. If you're on episode 150 of your podcast, I don't care about it. (laughs) (laughs) Hot takes. You should be paying me at that point. Yeah. No, sure. Pay me. Definitely. Pay me for whatever reasons. Just because. I'm poor. Just because I'm poor. Pay me. The man needs money. Yeah. Pay Steve. (laughs) <laughs> and that other voice that you heard was one of our favorite guest hosts, guest host, top three. Top three. I'll top, take it. A top three guest host. Top three of four. Oh, yeah. There are four. Top four. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that actually sounds like really dickish that we have a bad guest host we don't like. <laughs> Please revise that. I apologize. But I'm already here. <laughs> so, <laughs> can't revise that. I've already heard it. So a top four guest host. Uh, that, of course, uh, is the voice of Bubba that you are hearing. Bubba, welcome back to the show. Hello, everybody. That was uh, a fine Bubba, speaking to the microphone. Yeah. No, hello, everybody. No, don't be an idiot. <laughs> hello, everybody. <laughs> this is why you're top four. <laughs> It's better than top five. That's true. We're top six in some people's case. <laughs> top six of four is kind of sucky. <laughs> Didn't even get in the arena. The Cleveland Browns of podcasting. <laughs> I got at least one win. You did. You did. We are here to talk about beer. So let's make that happen. We got to talk about tonight's theme. And we've done this once before on the show, many, many episodes ago. That might have actually been episode 25. No, it wasn't. What episode was that? Episode 25 was the dogfish. Oh, you right. I can't tell you what episode it was. It may have been 18. Let's go with 18. If I, if I throw a number out there. Yeah. yeah. Old enough to drink in not the United States. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. 18 in life and whatnot. 
18 and life to go. Can't go any further. I'm sorry. Nope. It's going to get sued. Yep. And I'm done. <laughs> yeah. We can't, we can't afford that. Legal department is strapped as it is. Yeah. So let's get into tonight's episode theme, which is we are returning to the wonderful, the fabulous Beer Fridge of Mystery. The Beer Fridge of Mystery. And so what we are going to do is we are going into my Beer Fridge of Mystery. Bubba, you got to keep up here, oh, buddy. Oh, oh. <laughs> Let me try that one again. We're going into my beer fridge of mystery. Ooh. Beer fridge of mystery. <laughs> We're going to pick out a random beer that we don't know what it is. So what do you say? We get into the first one. Mm-hmm. Say when. 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 Okay. Looks like a beer. Hopefully it tastes like a beer. We are drinking the Two Roads No Limits Hefeweizen. Uh... Two roads, they're out of Connecticut. Two roads? Not to be confused with two chains. No, that's different. That's Mr. Two Chains to you. Dear Mr. Two Chains. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a Hefeweizen. It comes in a yellow and blue can. Comes in at 5% ABV. It's a Hefeweizen, so I assume that the IBUs are going to be low. Sure. Hopefully. Not even on the charts. Or the can. Now let's see. Hopefully... This Hefeweizen will be better than Hefeweizens we've had in the past. Yeah, no kidding. If you rewind two episodes or so, we didn't love the ones that we had on the Hefeweizen episode. No. Hopefully the mystery episode is better. We really need to have ourselves a redemption. Better? So, on the two roads, not two chains, uh, the first thing I'm noticing with this Hefeweizen is the head. And more importantly, the complete lack thereof. Yeah, that really uncarved itself real quick. <laughs> yeah. That they, they it just went away. It wasn't even a flash in the pan. No, it just it was gone. Never hit the pan. Nah. There is no pan. There is no pan. There's only glass. Oh. <laughs> what uh, did you say the ABV on this was? 5.0. Five. Five like a Mustang. There you go. Like them cool fox body Mustangs. Everybody loves the fox bodies. Looking at it, it's hazy. It's cloudy. I mean, if you had a nice white fluffy head on top of it, I think it would be a fairly classic looking heffy. Yeah. So yeah, aren't Hefeweizens supposed to have uh, kind of more carbonation than typical beers? That's one of their defining characteristics. Yes, it is. So it's not doing a good job at that. Nope. On the nose, it definitely has a maltiness to it that you would expect with a Hefeweizen. There's that rye and weedy taste, or smell. Smells. Smells, yes. We don't know taste yet. No. I, I get a little bit. Of banana. A little bit. A little bit. Uh, it says a bit of rye and a touch of spelt. Okay. What is spelt? When you are already done spelling. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit below the spelt, if you ask me. Ugh, God. Shut up. <laughs> Let's drink this beer. Huh. Huh. Well, it certainly classifies as beer. It is. <laughs> I... <laughs> and the streak continues. Does your fridge have some sort of thing against Hefeweizens. No, and I'll tell you why. Okay. <laughs> because I actually just picked this one up today. All right. Uh, this one was actually fresh in the inventory. All right. So, I, hence it being easy to grasp out of the mystery fridge. <laughs> it was towards the front. <laughs> it was towards the front. That's right. Uh, so, it, I, I don't think that's that's the problem. Okay. Just, I just wondering. Just, it seems kind of odd, but you know, we're on a bad streak we're here. Starting a Goldberg streak of uh, shitty Hefeweizens. 
There's one common denominator, and it's Adam. Oh, no. <laughs> well, the, the common denominator is definitely this house, this fridge, this... <laughs> Man. Well, all right. Well, the next time we go on location and there is a brewery or a establishment or something that has a Hefeweizen, uh-huh. we're getting it. Okay. To that, take myself out of the equation. That's fine. Well, the thing is, we've been at locations since the Hefeweizen episode. Yeah, yeah. And we had good Hefeweizens. Right. The 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 only difference was we had home brews. True. So last week we were at the little beer tasting, mm-hmm. and Bubba's soon to be wife is that what you want to call her? I don't. Well, that that would be a, a long wife. way of saying fiance. Yeah, I don't. I like I like pre wife. Pre wife. Pre wife. Yeah, she she brewed a honey a honey half of bison. Yeah, honey honey, honey pineapple. pineapple yeah. Half of bison, which turned out pretty good. It was good. Pineapple yep. and she's pineapple and orange concentrate. Yeah, I didn't know there was orange involved in yeah, that. Yeah, it was like a, a tandem concentrate. She couldn't just find pineapple. Oh, that's fair. It uh, it was very good. It still worked, and it a tasted like a half of bison, despite the added sweetness from the fruits mm-hmm. and the honey. And b it also maintained its carb. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just a good beer. Yeah, it was it was a good beer. Yeah, so wife material beer. <laughs> a reason to keep her. That's right. <laughs> I can see that's why you pre-wifed her. <laughs> pre-wifed her. Are you guys getting a weird, like, 30 seconds later aftertaste, like stale beer? No. Yeah. Not that Not that far after, but I do get, like, it just there's a weird back end of just, like, flatness. Flatness and, like, kind of staleness. and Yeah. I, I feel if this was properly carved, it would probably be a lot better. Maybe. I, I, that, <laughs> that was my that was my first uh, impression was, hey, this really needs to be carved up a lot more. It needs to have that head. It needs to have that, that bubbliness. Yeah. It didn't have that. And that kind of – I think that kind of took this down one of the two roads that it shouldn't have gone down. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, yes. Yuck. <laughs> so with that, let's move on. I was already alluding to it, though, but another place we went to was over the weekend. Yes. And we went to an event called Cooper's Lake Brewers Fest. The PA Brewers Fest. Yes, the PA Brewers Fest at Cooper's Lake. And that's up near Butler, but it's technically Slippery Rock. Whatever. It was awesome. (laughs) It's it's, it's the park that's not Moraine State. (laughs) Or McConnell's Mills. Yeah. Or Pimatooming. Well, no, there, no, all of those lie on 422. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they're all Pima within like a five is, minutes stretch. Pima tuning is much farther north. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. That actually goes into Ohio. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, up at that event, it was pretty awesome. But we also had good Hefeweizens up there as well. We did. We actually had a lot of good. We had a lot of there. good. Yeah, we had a lot of good shit up there. So, Bubba, I know that we had talked a little bit off the air about this, uh, but we're going to talk about it again on the air. Uh, this event, we need to go there next year. I heard it was pretty dope. It is fantastic. Uh, what this event is, is actually uh, unlike a lot of other beer events uh, where it's just kind of a one day or a one evening thing. This is an entire weekend of, Ooh. yes, of beer. And what's nice is this is 100% home brewers. Uh, there are no corporate beers. There are no uh, craft breweries, anything like that. Every beer that you drank there was 
made in somebody's garage, somebody's basement, somebody's backyard. I, I mean, even beyond that, there's no corporate entities at all. Correct. You know, this is like 100% by the people for the people. This is like the Woodstock of beer fests. Yeah. Actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it's a bunch of, you know, more or less hippies getting together in a field to, right, yeah. Yeah, to, to drink home brew. So, yeah. <laughs> It's about that. Right. And, and it is amazing the quality of beer that had uh, that we had there on Saturday. Uh, great beers, great varieties, great execution, uh, and really good people. Everybody there was friendly. Uh, everybody was willing to talk about their beers. Everybody was, was very welcoming. Within 10 minutes, you felt like you belonged. And I know I've been to other events where you don't necessarily feel like you're you're part of the vibe right away, where you kind of got to get used to things. You kind of got to find the speed of the event. This one, no. You're there. You're in. Life is good. I think that more speaks to Adam's outdoor sensibilities, though. <laughs> <laughs> I just think as a lover of the outdoors, Adam could easily take to a fish to water for this one because, it, it, like, like we already said, it's over the course of a weekend. Mm -hmm. So the way it breaks down is they invite the brewers to come in and they can come in as early as Thursday night and start camping. And then they'll camp the entire weekend. Friday night is usually like when everybody gets in and then they have kind of like a brewers only festival where they exchange beers and then they'll, you know, raid each other's beers. And then Saturday is the event that we went to because we weren't brewers this year. Correct. <laughs> Next year, there's a good chance we will be. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's when it's open to the public and everybody can come in and taste. And, like, they also have, uh, like, cornhole tournaments and they have a keg toss tournament. Oh, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah the keg toss tournament was pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, they just have a whole bunch of stuff going on. And it's it, – the my favorite part, though, was it was not crowded. Right. There's a lot of people there, but it was not crowded at all. It's a pretty big venue. Yes. Mm -hmm. That was exactly correct that it was uh, well populated. Yeah. But you didn't have to worry about running into people. You didn't have to worry about lines in the bathroom. You had your elbow room. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Amongst a, a mass of people. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You had plenty of elbow room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you also had plenty of beers because I think they had 192 beers available. Yeah. So you couldn't drink all of them. Yeah, yeah. on top of the fact that, like, usually when you go to a homebrew event, you usually get maybe two beers, four at most, out of a brewer. There were some guys that were bringing 10, 11, 12. Right. Yeah. Guys that just love brewing and yeah. haven't pursued it further. Exactly. And and the other thing is, is as homebrewers, there were, there were folks there that they had their beers there that were open to the public and, and judging. And then they had their personal stash. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're like... Uh, they're like, oh, you like this? Check this one out. Yeah. Uh, why don't you try this one out? They're crazy stuff. Right. They're right. experimental. <laughs> because we were up there as part of the media, mm. <laughs> there were some homebrewers oh. that were a little more willing to share their, you know, private stash and try to right. impress us even more. You got the media passes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> so was this the first year for this event or... Mm -mm. It is not. Tenth year. Whew, how is the... How have I not heard of this? Exa I, well, exactly. I hadn't heard about it until last year. And the event was already over. So you and I, post, yeah, post mortem. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, that doesn't help me. <laughs> but but I remembered it this year, and then we took a chance on just going up there. And, uh, you know, we filmed a TV show. We filmed an episode of Yen's Brewing while we were up there. Mm -hmm. So look forward to that in the future. But, you know, we took a chance on it, and it was an amazing event. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And everybody we talked to said it had been pretty good for the past five years. 
Like they kept saying, like the quality of beer that was coming in just kept getting better and better, and we totally believe it. Yeah, it took a little little bit to get its bearings in full full. Yeah, full, mm-hmm. but now it's it's a yeah. well oiled machine. Yeah, well, now well, it's a well oiled. And not only that, but I I think the the home brewers that have been coming back, they've been refining their craft as well, so they're raising their level as well. Mm-hmm. Five years of home brewing. Work, right, uh, right. You got to bring your A game to this type of event. Okay, you can't just be schlubbing stuff together. Right, right. There's the whole spectrum of people there like we met a bunch of hobbyists who were just there to have fun and like trade home brews and things like that but then you also have like more professional people who are trying to open a brewery in the future and then uh one of the guys we talked to brian he actually works at church brew works he's in that life (laughs) he's in that life and you could tell by his setup his setup was probably the most extravagant it was (laughs) awesome he had 13 beers on tap, a giant Holy bar. Crap. Yeah, he had a giant bar on his own with 13 taps running. His uh, brewing uh, station was it, to yeah. the nines. His, it was automated. Yeah. His rig. <laughs> yeah. And he also had a spit with a full turkey. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Slowly roasting over yeah. a fire. Just because. Yeah. Yeah, it, his whole setup was amazing. But that also brings me to the other point of the event is when you're up there, uh, brewers also have to brew. You have to you brew. Have to brew you have to while brew while you're there. Yeah. yeah, you have to brew while you're camping. That'd be pretty tough. It, 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 it kind of takes you out of your element. A little bit, if you think about it. But if you think about the way, I mean, at least for Adam and I, we brew with the propane tank on right. the turkey burner. So yeah. We, so we don't like we wouldn't really need anything new. Right. It just you have to make sure you bring everything. You got to make yeah. sure you bring your sanitizer and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Jazz. What about cleaning stuff after? Uh, you know, there's there's water. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 There's water hookups there. And, and you can they had barrels for spent grains yes. <laughs> oh no way yeah. yeah so they they had they had everything set up it was very well executed that was the other thing about this event that i took away from it was well organized it was well executed that was one of the big things that came out of it to me was it was run smooth so next year anybody could basically walk up anybody for part of the hop nation could walk up and uh get tickets for saturday correct not being a home brewer correct. oh yeah yeah the next year if you're interested in the event like it, it's open to the public, but you got to buy tickets to come in. If you're interested in being a brewer, though, it's actually free camping and free, you know, drinking. You just got to show up with your equipment. You just got to show up and you got to brew and be willing to talk to the people. And everything, right. You know. Right. And that was very easy. Be personable. Yeah. And that was very easy to do as a participant. Everybody wants to talk about right. beer there. Right. Everybody wants to talk about their process. Right. Very friendly people. Yep. yep. Proud people. They are a proud people. They are that a is proud right. <laughs> The homebrewers are a proud people. <laughs> <laughs> so probably one of the other better parts of the event is that you can bring your dogs. Yes. Oh, I love puppers. Yeah. yeah. So there's plenty of dogs that also pet up there as well. Dogs and beer. What more can you want? I don't know. But if you're interested in that, Bubba, I've got an event for you coming up on September 23rd. Oh. <laughs> and what event is that, Steve? <laughs> September 23rd, there's an event called the uh, Beaver County Tales on the Trails. It's a uh, pet walk being sponsored by the Beaver County Humane Society. Mm. Yeah, it's a fundraising event. It's 11 to 3. And you're wondering why we're talking about that is because there's beer there. <laughs> they give you beer. Yeah, you, you can also buy beer. This is the first year they're doing it, but you can uh, they're having a wine and brew for the rescue. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It is. Yeah. So you get beers, breeds, and babes. Sure. I'm not going <laughs> to. I don't know about the third one, but yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not making promises on babes, but sure. 
they're not going to give you a babe. Right. (laughs) You can have beers and you can probably pet a dog or two. You probably even take a dog with you. You can definitely take a dog. Yeah. Yeah, In fact, it's encouraged. Yeah, that's the point. You're supposed to take your dog with you and and walk the trail. But you can definitely bring Riley Dog. Yeah. And the Chloe Dog. And the Chloe Dog. Yes. And you can walk the trail with them. Oh, cool. Yeah. And your two favorite podcast hosts will be there emceeing the event. Kelsey and Dennis. (laughs) Sick. Off the show. <laughs> now. <laughs> guess, you kind of walked into that one. <laughs> guess who's six of four. <laughs> you dick. <laughs> Adam and I will be emceeing the event on the 23rd. Yes. We- and you can get beers from Southern Tier and Flying Dog and Cobble House. And let's see, there's also going to be wine from Deer Creek and Black Dog as well as more and then there's also food from Papa Dukes. Yes, I'm looking forward to the Papa Dukes. Get some gyros. Well, there's also Cousins Main uh, main Lobster. I'm going to have to get both. Get a lobster roll. Going to have to get both. A gyro and a lobster roll. It's international. It's a good time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm actually really looking forward to that. Yeah, it should be fun. Mm -hmm. So that's on the 23rd at 11? Yes. Yes. Yeah, cool. Are you in? Bubba's in. I guess what, Hob Nation? Bubba's in. I'll be there. So you got your babe. Bubba's all in. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, beers, beers, breeds, he, and babes. The babe. You're the babe. babe. He's the babe, despite pre-wifing. If you play your cards right, <laughs> and your name is Haley, you can take me home. Because <laughs> he's gonna need a designated driver. <laughs> Let's get back to this Hefeweizen. Hopefully, uh, we'll see you all out on the ale trail with tails. However that works. But yeah, this uh, Hefeweizen is not a trail. It's a two roads. Ooh. Yeah. And it's okay. (laughs) It's drinkable. It is. It's drinkable. It's fine. Uh, It's, I I guess, maybe, maybe it's my problem because there are some fantastic Hefeweizens out there. I'm looking at you, Francis Connor and Vani Stefana as I pound the table. Maybe they've just set the bar so high that... All the other ones just kind of eh, don't do anything for you anymore. Mm, nah, I don't think that's okay. All right, yeah, I think you're, <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure this is just not a good advice, and even if you didn't try those other ones, <laughs> setting the bar high. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. Removing the top two doesn't make this a top three. <laughs> it just doesn't. That's right, because the Hofra House Hefeweizen is way better than this too. It is. Yeah. It's a solid Hefeweizen. Yeah. yeah, I like it. it it's kind of like the standard. See, uh, then I also got to go with opinion. the Fathead's Goggle Fogger. Okay. I just feel like Americans can't brew Hefeweizens. <laughs> Fatheads can. Ah, it's all. Mm, it's been a while since I had it. It's fantastic. So I'm not gonna say no, but I have way more evidence to show <laughs> that I'm right. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps that is the exception that proves the rule. Right. Rule, or whatever. Well, I don't know. Basically, uh, you guys haven't had a good Hefeweizen. From America. From America. Solid wheat beers, but the nuances that make Hefeweizens Hefeweizens have lacked. Yes. In so, the States so far. So I'm going to restate that one exception, the fan has goggle fogger. I'm going to restate the exception of the homebrews that we had. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I, I think we're talking in terms of craft beer, commercial. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I agree with the homebrews choice. All right. So what do you say? We take a break? Yeah. Get paid. Yep. Come back for segment two. Sure. Where we continue to make fun of Bubba. Woo. <laughs> yeah, I hate that guy. Coming up, more Bubba bashing and more <laughs> beers from the mystery fridge. <laughs> Check this out. There's a Seattle company called Devore that enables discovery of new and exciting beers and breweries. 
Tavorgis, the best independent beer from literally around the world. Denmark, New Zealand, Belgium, and of course, everywhere in the US. The app is incredibly simple to use to get some ridiculously good beers delivered right to your door. And right now, anyone who signs up with the code HOPNATION can save $10 off their order of over $25. That's T-A-V-O-U-R dot com, Tavor. Welcome back, Hop Nation. We're coming back for segment two, and I'm getting hand hippie Adam. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little sassy Adam. <laughs> Adam is giving you kind of a sassy hall monitor look at the moment. <laughs> He's giving me the disappointed mom standing out on the front porch of her son coming home late, tapping her foot. You better have a good explanation. <laughs> Hair curlers in. <laughs> you better make this good, little boy. That's right. I got the rolling pin right here. You're never going out with that Steve boy again. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but trouble. <laughs> Boba is kind of like, he does remind me of Dennis the Menace in a bit. A little bit? Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever walk around the neighborhood with a slingshot in your back pocket? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a wrist rocket. <laughs> this does not surprise me. With ball bearings in your pocket? Listen, I don't need to hear about your sex life. <laughs> <laughs> Balls of steel. <laughs> I mean, being that Bubba did spend time in Texas, there's no way he didn't spend time with uh, a spud gun as well. Right. Actually, we unsuccessfully never built one. Unsuccessfully never built we one. Never, so you we did never build successfully one. built what? one. <laughs> what? <laughs> we never had an uh, igniter source. Okay, but still, you attempted. Oh, yeah. And so, oh, yeah. yeah. And so that's where the surprise is lacking. <laughs> you still attempted to yeah. have one. Everybody loves a good spud gun. Yeah. You know what else everybody loves? Beer. What kind of beer? Mystery beer from the mystery fridge. Do do do. Yes. Unknown beer. Bubba, it is now your turn to choose from the beer fridge of mystery. Oh, that means I have to get up and sneak around. Nah, I'll do it for you. No, okay. he'll do it for you, but you just call it out. You got to tell me when to stop. Okay. Stop. So we are now drinking. You tell everybody. It's your job, not mine. <laughs> I don't think that's what the beer is called. I know beers come with a lot of weird names lately. But. Well, a terrible platform for a segment. Oh, God oh, damn it. <laughs> Just read the damn can. All right. <laughs> this beer is coming to you from Platform Beer Company. It is the Speed Merchant White Ipa with citrusy, tropical, and piney. I don't know if those are flavors. Yes. Notes. Sure. Go with notes. <clears throat> oh, they have like a whole lot. Okay, so uh, malts are the two-row, the wheat, the carawheat, the carafoam, and acid. But no carapils? No carapils. Man. It's a white. Not yet. Hops, are, they're hitting you with the Chinook, the Centennial, the Simcoe, Comet, and Citra. Yeast, they're coming with you with American Ale. Adjunct, flaked wheat. Spears, 12 ounces. Mm. ABV is 6.6%. Play-Doh, 15.5. IBU, 66. I was going to say it doesn't have ABV, but I already read that. <laughs> of all the information <laughs> that platform actually carries on their can, like you're not reading this off on tap or anything, but yeah, they're one of the few beer companies that put everything on the can. Right. Uh, the pride of Cleveland. Sure. I think, I think they're from Cleveland, aren't they? No, that's LeBron. It's the pride of Cleveland. Get out of here. <laughs> not no stinking beer. Not anymore. Not currently. Well. No. The past couple seasons, yes. Right. And then not for a bit. But then seasons before that, yeah. He's too busy being a positive influence in the community. I mean, sure. the, dude's, the dude's a beast in the community. I mean, yes. if you're if you're outside of Cleveland, he's still the best basketball player ever, and he's a good person. Right. It's just oh, yeah. depending on what year he's playing for the Cavs, <laughs> he may or may not be the pride of Cleveland. Right. That's fair. 
So this beer, this this can's a lot more of a minimalist approach as far as art goes compared to the two roads. Yeah, that two chains road was pretty busy. Flashy on the can, empty the can, on the inside. Not so much, just like a Kardashian, but not like two chains. Two chains is quite intelligent. We've talked about this in the yeah. past. Well, two chains also has a good bit of substance. Yes. Yeah. Let's get to this beer. All right. That two roads did not have a good bit of substance. No, it was not. not we're not going to dwell Ooh. on the past. I'm going to dwell on the past until Ooh. I get to the present. See, which is I'm, this beer. I'm immediately going to tell you that Bubba is going to like this beer. I'm immediately going to tell you Adam's going to hate this beer. <laughs> that pine, and that's how you know. <laughs> that pine hits you in the nose. I mean, I'm immediately going to tell you that you should watch the show Trial and Error. I liked it a bunch. Trial and error. Is that the one with uh, that guy? Yeah, great Adam. <laughs> <laughs> you should try again. <laughs> Season one was with John Lithgow. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Oh, Third Rock yeah. from the Sun. Yeah. It's actually a really funny show. The Trinity Killer. It's no, kind of it's like Parks and Rec, but for a murder mystery. Oh, okay. Oh, that's yeah. pretty cool. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, okay. With John Lithgow, I think you're talking about Footloose. Oh, my God. Why? Nobody talks about Footloose except what? for ladies. What are you talking about? Kenny Loggins is in it. I don't even know that. I don't know that either. He wrote the song Footloose. That's cool, I guess. What does it have to do with John Lithgow? John Lithgow was in that movie. Was he? Like 99% According to sure. According to Adam, yeah, 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 I don't... Do you know what John Lithgow was in? He was in Third Buckaroo Rock. Bonsai Across the Eighth Dimension. Now there's a movie to talk about. <laughs> I've never even heard of that movie. Well, see, now you're learning something good for yourself, Bubba. You're learning good, dang it. Yeah, get on Amazon Prime and watch Buckaroo Bonsai Across the Eighth Dimension. Don't talk about Footloose anymore. <laughs> Treat yourself. I'm done with this. <laughs> All right, looking at this beer. It's it, a good-looking beer. I like this beer. It's, it is uh, it is appeasing to the eye. Yeah. Appeasing. It's, it's kind of odd, though. It's called a white IPA, but uh, it's not really any different in color. No. <laughs> like, you expect lighter. It's just, yeah. just a copper color. It just looks like an IPA. Yeah. Actually, it looks like one of a thousand beers. Yeah, really. It It's pretty commonplace. Yeah, it's, it's also pretty dark. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's near copper in color. Right. <laughs> However, where it does stand out is on the nose. I don't I even have to get there. I, you don't have to get close to it. You can already smell it. Yeah, as soon as I crack that can, it hits you with that yes. pining aroma. This is about as far as I can get, and I smell it. And for those that cannot see that, that was about <laughs> a beard and a half away. It could be by the way, minus two beards <laughs> for some other people. In the Hop Nation, Steve's beard is a unit of measure. Yeah, mine's the standard unit of beard. Oh shit! Yeah, mine's one beard, mm-hmm. whereas like a wizard beard is like five beard. Yeah. So, so mine's like a Pico beard. Yeah. You definitely have Pico beard with your soft baby face. <laughs> <laughs> Adam is up to like quarter beard, which is around Crosby territory. Mm-hmm. Crosby playoff territory. Yeah. yeah. Like third round. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't be like Pascal Dupuis mm-hmm. or I just turn into a Sam Squanch. My yeah. game three of round one. Yeah. In the middle of the third period. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dupuis would have a, uh, he would have at least beard and a half. Mm-hmm. Definitely though on this nose, it is. Very citrusy and piney. I smell all that. It is. I uh, I got ahead of you a little bit on the drink. Yeah, you both did. You just took off running. <laughs> we did. Well, we got to get a head start. <laughs> I was thirsty. <laughs> you know. I understand beer chat isn't for everybody, but you know. <laughs> oh, Bubba, you should start a podcast. Beard chat. <laughs> just talk to people with yeah. beards and yeah. find out how to grow one. <laughs> You just got to squeeze really hard. It comes out of your cheeks. <laughs> What's it like? <laughs> Does it get itchy? <laughs> do you stroke your chin just because you can? <laughs> I do that and try and pull on each individual hair to get them to grow faster. Plink, <laughs> plink, plink, 
Come on, little guys. You can make it. <laughs> Do you also put, like, headphones up to your chin and play classical music? Yeah. So that it can, you know. No, I play ZZ Top. Classical music. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever see Mozart with a beard? Uh-uh. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> classical music doesn't do shit for beards. <laughs> Let's get back to this beer. The Speed Merchant. Yeah. By Platform Beer Company. I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, it's a lot maltier than I thought it was going to be. It is. Yeah, I thought it was going to come with a lot more of that bitterness. It did not. No, it did not. It's still there. Don't, don't be mistaken. Right. But uh, I find it interesting because it, it hits you with the malt and then it kind of swaps over to the uh, the hoppiness. Yeah. Really? That's, I get it the other way. Really? I get it really hop forward and then it just smooths out and then tapers off and then dies away. Like I don't get any residual back end of the hop. All the hop I get is up front. Nope. I'm with Adam on the that... I get more of that sweet maltiness at the beginning, at first blip, and then it, and then it turns into hops and smooths out, and it leaves a little bit of that hop flavor lingering around on the on the taste buds. It does, but it's not necessarily uh, a detriment in terms of that aftertaste. Obviously, there's a lot of beers, obviously being my perspective, uh, that there's a lot of beers that have that hop residue, that hop residuals. This does not have that. Hmm. It leaves a little bit there, but it makes you want more and doesn't. Other ones are, are too much, and you, you kind of want to put it down. You're going to be done. I, I think this is, for somebody that and also enjoys malt, I think this is a good beer for them. I think so, yeah. I like it. Um, can we at least all agree that it is dry? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, no doubt about that. Yeah, yeah. It, it really terminates really quickly, mm-hmm. whatever flavors you're tasting. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I, I still, I don't know. The more I drank it, the more I got a little bit of that maltiness up front, and it just kind of balanced evenly the the malt yeah but i still i'm still getting very hot forward okay all in all i i i don't think this is a poorly executed beer by any stretch no i still like it not my bag but well executed you can appreciate it for the style there it is <laughs> it I, I, yeah it could be almost a gateway ipa for people maybe yeah. Maybe, maybe Almost. like step two. Yeah, that's, yeah, step two. <laughs> this is like your gateway to like double IPAs and you're, you're really piney. Mm-hmm. Like you know you want to like IPAs and then you start getting in on this action. Yeah. Your glasses start to get darker around the rims. <laughs> your flannel collection gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And suddenly you have a one beard. <laughs> <laughs> start buying things like mustache wax. Wait, if you drink IPAs, you're supposed to be able to grow a mustache? Mm-hmm. A mustache. Oh, man. Yeah. You're missing out somehow. You're yeah. not drinking enough. <laughs> it's okay. You're still young. <laughs> you got time. Adam couldn't grow a beard till he was 35, so, you know. It's true. <laughs> I thought the the rate at which I lose my hair and it shows up on my face was going to be proportionate, and that's just not happening. Nah, this is going to go into your ears. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. It, it doesn't It doesn't go from your head to your face. It goes from your head to your ears. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll test to that. Yeah. It's gross. <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Anyways, now that we don't want to talk about Steve's ear hair anymore. <laughs> Old man problems. Up next. <laughs> On the curmudgeon channel. Hey, the curmudgeon. That's a good beer. <laughs> Kids these days. What's to be done with them? Yeah. People in my lawn and why won't they get off it? <laughs> Here are eight reasons why. You won't believe reason number six. <laughs> See, that's how millennials are going to do old people things. <laughs> Calm down with that bullshit. <laughs> Wait, you're a millennial. Shut up. <laughs> Can we call it buzzkill feed? Yes. Okay, good. That's what we're going with. Trademark, patent pending. However. However. Since we're talking about the media. New media. New media. It's time to talk about a new media outlet. 
new media outlet streaming video on demand. Does any of this per- do any of our buzzwords impress you, Bubba? You are a very young person, so you must enjoy yeah. these things. I am tantalized. <laughs> Synergy. Are you titillated? <laughs> sure. Are you ready to have your paradigm shifted? <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyways, uh, for the millennials out there uh, and those that want to be a millennial, there is actually a new TV streaming channel out there. Cord cutters as well. Yes. Millennials are cord cutters. Yes. There is a new streaming service out there. Brought to you by the good people of BrewDog. That's BrewDog with a W. It's <laughs> compared to what? The B-R-U-E dog? B-R-U-E? Yeah. BrewDog. Yeah. That would also spell BrewDog. I, I don't know. think that actually exists. No. But. No, but I got no reaction out of you guys. I don't know. We don't care that much about BrewDog. <laughs> we don't... One, we don't really have BrewDog in PA. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, the one beer I've had from them, I wasn't impressed. Gotcha. I've never or had perhaps the two beers. I thought I had two by them, but I don't know. The Punk IPA, eh, take it or leave it. Fair. And I thought I had another one of their IPAs that also was just like, eh, I don't care. Other than the hotel they were putting in, and you guys talking about it on earlier episodes, I have no idea anything about Brewer Dog. Okay. That's All right. It. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, they. I mean, they are pretty prevalent in Ohio. They're <laughs> definitely available there. But they do have a, they're launching, uh, I, I don't know where they get all the money for this stuff. I don't either. And I think partially it's all crowdfunded in a way. Like they crowdfunded the hotel. Which is crazy. Yeah. But they uh, they have a system in place called Equity for Punks, which allows people to buy essentially stock in the company. So they're the Green Bay Packers of craft brewing. Right. Sure. Okay. People can donate money they can buy into the company and do all those kind of things but i guess that somehow has allowed them to launch their own video on demand streaming service and they are live now well they're, they are they have gone live i don't know if they have live shows yeah but they are it is available right now mm-hmm. uh five bucks a month or 50 bucks a year save that ten dollars save that ten dollars put uh. that towards the wwe <laughs> network <laughs> um would any of you guys buy this no that's my first question no that seems a little steep yeah to me and yeah okay maybe if it was five bucks for three months sure i might throw them a fin that, that, that makes more sense to me uh i'm thinking back to uh the CISO network do you guys remember that at all no so CISO was a uh comedy network that was it had money backed by nbc and they had some nbc programming like parks and rec and other things like that but they also had original programming i bought a month of it because okay. it was also like five bucks a month all right and i just wanted to you know just watch well, I got a free month, actually. Oh, right. I got a free month through Prime. Okay. <laughs> but then I let it go, and I still had to pay another month. <laughs> oh, oops. Uh, but nonetheless, yeah, I pretty much watched all of the content that I wanted to watch within those two months. Like, by the second month, I was just re-watching Parks and Rec. Which is not bad. It's not bad, but I can do that in a whole lot of You can get places. that on Netflix yeah. now. Yeah. Oh, well, I can get it on Prime now. You get it on YouTube. Yeah. You can get it everywhere. Right. Place is lousy with it. But but the point is, like, when I run out of original content that quickly. It, it's not worth it. Yeah. They have 100 hours right now, which is not that much content. I mean, that, not really. No, that's not that much. And also, some of it relies on stuff that's already been out. Okay. So, so, like, they bought up, I believe they bought up the rights to Zane Lamprey's Drinking Made Easy show. Oh, okay. And that show was on, like, years and years ago. Right. It's a really good show. 
Um, I don't know how timely it is per se. Probably not very. Because things things definitely would have changed in those cities that he visited. Right. Yeah. But they bought up the rights to that, but they also gave him another show that's more current called Four Sheets, which is a sequel-ish to his Three Sheets show, which was on another network. Is Three Sheets uh, three sheets to the Wind play on words? Yes. I think. Mm. Yes. <laughs> as much? As Zane Lamprey is a drunk. <laughs> <laughs> like, just couldn't put that in the title. Right. Well, that might have been another show he had at some point. <laughs> My drinking they, don't habits have, are... they don't have the rights to. <laughs> My drinking habits are a hobby. Yeah. So, yeah, the, but that's, I mean, that's one of the new original programs they have. It's called Four Sheets with Zane Lamprey, which, I mean, I guess that's pretty good. Anybody who's watched his shows in the past, like, he's pretty entertaining as far as beer and drinking goes. Right. They have another show that I, again, like, it's something I would watch, but I would just watch a batch of it, and then I would just quit. <laughs> just give up my subscription. Uh, they have a game show called Are You Smarter Than a Drunk? So is that... Kind of in the same vein of drunk history on Comedy Central, where somebody gets good and soused, and then they tell a story, except now it's trivia. I would say it's probably more in the line of, are you smarter than a fifth grader, but with drunks? Okay, then. <laughs> it's like if you got everyone drunk and put them on Jeopardy. Oh, that'd be so much fun. Yeah. I urge maybe it's like win Ben Stein's money. But again, with a drunkard right. instead of Ben Stein. Right. Which I, 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 I think I think we've came up with that show idea in the past to have people challenge me right. <laughs> at trivia when I'm drunk. Right. So we're going to sue. Okay. I'm all right with that. Yeah. That's how I get our money. Yeah. That's how we get the money. <laughs> get the money. What money are we going to sue them with? No, no. They money. give us money. They give us the money. <laughs> we'll represent ourselves. Thank God you're an engineer, not a lawyer. Jesus. <laughs> There's bound to be somebody out there, some lawyer willing to take this case. <laughs> they just have to find the recorded information, the episode in which we pitched that show. Yeah, we can do that. It's somewhere around. <laughs> and it's got to have been pitched before. Before this went online, which today. But I think that's a previous episode we did pitch this idea. That's all we need for evidence. I think that's Don't overthink on. it. We won. Case closed. This is open and shut. I want my Ferrari in red. Give them money. Well, see, you're that's too much money. I think we're I know. <laughs> probably like twenty bucks each. Yeah, I think we're gonna get free subscriptions to <laughs> twenty dollars in hash money. What is it? I never said it wasn't gonna be a Hot Wheels. Yeah. So how quickly do you guys think before this is absorbed by VRV? Slash uh, crunchy roll. I don't know what the deal is there, but that's or crackle. No, crackle's dead. <laughs> I'm pretty sure crackle's dead. <laughs> I, it too. I don't think the everyone getting their own subscription service is going to last too too much longer. Maybe a couple years, but I think we're going to integrate just back into packaged subscriptions. Well, I mean, as I already pointed out, I mentioned CISO, and you guys have no idea what that was. Right. That had already been bought by VRV, which is another streaming service. But I think VRV is also, it was either bought or they have some sort of money tied into Crunchyroll. So everything is consolidating that way. Mm -hmm. It just seems kind of weird that BrewDog would try to launch their own when a comedy <laughs> streaming service couldn't survive on its own. It, it seems like comedy is a lot more, has a lot more breadth of interest than craft beer. Yeah. It seems like a very, very narrow market. Yeah. 
as we sit on a craft beer podcast. Well, exactly. We can we can look at our own numbers yeah. and compare them to comedy podcasts, right? And know we get smoked every day, right? <laughs> you guys are comedy. We're craft and comedy, but we have <laughs> quote unquote right. But we have we have to skew that way because if we're not entertaining or funny in any way, it just gets really boring and pedantic, and people don't want to listen to that. Right. I would want to do that. Right. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't do that. No. No. God. No. If I can't do a funny southern voice, <laughs> yikes. My Oof. name's Dan Whitney. <laughs> <laughs> Completely average southern comic. <laughs> you missed the blue collar comedy tour by like 10 years shut up i still have hopes and dreams <laughs> anyways i don't think it's gonna last i hope it does i wish them nothing but the best here's what i'll say about it i will jump on a sinking ship and pitch them shows till the day i die <laughs> that's fair because even though i see it as a sinking ship it will still provide me more money than I earn right now. <laughs> I am very poor, and I'm floating in an ocean of loneliness. <laughs> wow. Please, BrewDog, hire me as a producer or an editor or anything. Really? Please, right, please. Right now, I think I'm just going to have Bubba go over there and give you a hug. <laughs> no, no, don't touch me. <laughs> don't touch me unless you're giving me money. <laughs> Bubba, give him a dollar so you can hug him. <laughs> what if I don't want to hug him? <laughs> I just give him a dollar. <laughs> I I don't know. I, I I guess I hope it does well, but it, it just I just don't see how it can survive when other streaming services can't. Right, as we said on a craftier podcast. But we do it for free. Like we're that is know. true. <laughs> yeah, we're not in it to make money yet. I, I think their price point is a little off. Right, five dollars a month doesn't sound like that's that's up there. That's pretty up there, especially for not having a full complement of shows yet. Like, mm -hmm. I, apparently they have 14 that are either launched or in development that are original programs. Gotcha. And, then they, and then they have a back catalog of a bunch of stuff, like I already said. For instance, Netflix is, is like, what, $9 a month? And you get so much more content. Oh, yeah. They're, yes. Like, they're going to have to start picking up rights to all those beer documentaries out there. Right, right. Uh, yeah. I, like, I don't know if those are on there not or yet but they're gonna have to get them mm. like it, it, just to be able to offer the amount of content like even looking at the the, uh, the wwe network their their catalog is insane you can't watch <laughs> right and that's 9.99 yeah a month yeah you can't watch everything or else you know you'll age and die <laughs> right best of luck to them and if they're looking to hire hello <laughs> we know a guy he doesn't like to be hugged, though, so... Don't touch. Don't bring that up in the interview. <laughs> He's like, don't touch, but I'll pitch you a whole bunch of shows, and I'll get you some real good content going. <laughs> I feel like that is something we can get behind. Yeah. I'll pitch Steve shows to pitch. All right. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> you guys can come along, too. Do you guys have any final thoughts on their TV show, Station? I, they have, like, a week for free, so I might check it out for that much, but... Anything you'd like to see, maybe? I, I would like to see that. Are you are you smarter than a drunkard? Yeah, I'd be about that. There was another show on there that looked kind of like uh, Top Gear esque, but I don't know if they just kind of. Mm. It, it was like a short clip. 
Oh. They were driving cars and drinking, not drinking. I think they're not. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> right. All right. They, they were doing them in separate scenes. They, I understand. Gotcha. They were doing some silly stuff with cars, kind of like the old Top Gear. Gotcha. I, get you. I did see that at least one show has uh, Sean Amolway Tweep, or whoever the respective actress is that plays her. Okay. From Parks and Rec, yeah, so that's that, the, that's the drunker, that's are you that's the show? Okay, yeah, yeah. all right. So uh, so at least they got some firepower. Well, they have her, and then they have Zane Lamprey, and then they have an old William Shatner show as well. Right. So there, there you go. They got they got some some people. Yeah, I want them to at least get one cooking show on there, and the secret secret ingredient is always one beer from a specific brewery. I like that. Yeah. I like that. That's your first gift, brew dog. <laughs> the first one's I've free. More, I've got more in the bank. The first one's free. Tease, tease. <sighs> Come talk to me. Please hire me. Please, God, hire me. <laughs> anyway, back to this uh, platform. The Speed Merchant. The Speed Merchant. It's a white IPA. I liked it. Pretty solid. It is citrusy. It is tropical. It is piney. Yes, it is all those things, actually. Mm-hmm. It's malty as well. It is. Uh, for the beer, not for too the, bad. For the style. Correct. Style. For the style. It's not, it's not bad. I can see where somebody could appreciate it. I appreciate it. See, there you go. Bubba, do you appreciate it? I, I could appreciate it. I could, I could appreciate this on a warmer day. Not not like recently where it's 90 degrees and balls hot. Yeah. But uh, on a nice 70 degree day, you get done working in the yard, raking up leaves, sit down and crack this one. Have a cold one. Yeah. This is, this is a pretty good tailgate cookout, you know, any one of those outdoor funsy type things. It seems to be a very multi-purpose beer. Yeah. It's good beer. It's good beer. It's solid beer. Segment three, coming up quick. Hi, this is Two Girls on a Bench, the podcast. So we're two writers who tend to procrastinate just a bit. We like to snack. We like to talk. We don't have time to write, but we have time to do this podcast. We certainly do. Join us on the bench. Listen in. At number two, Girls on a Bench. Welcome back, everybody. Fortunately, I think we have Steve back under control. Uh, during the break, he had himself a bit of a breakdown. He's trying to hold it in right now. He's <laughs> got that shit-eating grin right now. I know. He's about ready to crack. I just, you know, I uh, learned some information from Bubba learning information, which made me laugh. That's all. It was good. Yeah. It was good. And I'm just... So I'm slightly, I was slightly surprised that Bubba had just figured out who is the owner and proprietor of the Wall Vegas. <laughs> he couldn't just say it normal. No, he can't. I, no, I'll never say it normal. It's always Wall Vegas. Wall Vegas. <laughs> yeah, you uh, you had a bit of an epiphany there, Bubba. Yeah. Who who, who would have guessed that? Honestly, uh, anybody, <laughs> anybody, being especially being that there's a TV show about it. Listen, I don't watch Annie. If that's the channel it's on, I don't know if that's the channel. I don't know it's if on. it is or not. It's just, it just—I've never seen an episode. It just come across my purview that you know, Mark and Donnie they are the owners and proprietors. <laughs> How do you not say proprietor like that? The, the owners and proprietors of Wahlburgers, one of the America's most successful burger chains. <laughs> and this is what we've had to deal with, ladies and gentlemen. Just five minutes of me yelling, wow, Vegas. <laughs> Mom, I forgot my khakis. <laughs> Moving along. <laughs> Back to the other shtick that we're doing. 
Uh, they had wicked good fries. <laughs> it's time for Steve to get into the beer fridge of mystery. Beer fridge of mystery. Nice. Okay, good deal. So let me do a little rummaging here. Uh huh. The ice tray. You get one. Got it. Steve, this is for you. Yippee. What are we drinking? All right. Well, this is coming from the Stillwater Artisanal Brewing Company, and it's called Money Trees. Okay. So Money Trees is a Goza-style Session India Pale Ale, and it comes in at 4.6% alcohol by volume. Oh, and interestingly, it was brewed and canned by the Dorchester Brewing Company out of Boston, <laughs> Massachusetts. <laughs> serious. <laughs> Yeah, I'm very serious. <laughs> I'm serious as a heart attack, fella. <laughs> uh, shit. So if I remember correctly, that one was actually part of a Tavor uh, shipment that we received. Oh, uh, yes. This was part of a Tavor box. Yes. And we're just now getting around to it. So the Tavor people, thank you for that beer. Yeah. Let's crack this on bitch open. You heard their ad between segments one and two. <laughs> I don't move ads around ever. <laughs> So let's pour this one up right now. Okay. Get this cocksucker going. I'm, I'm a little disappointed. It's called the Money Tree, and they just did money signs down like the Matrix and didn't make a tree out of them. Well, you see, the assignment was due in 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> control C, control V. <laughs> and then you copy that block and <laughs> so you can double time. And then please explain your can art. Well, you see, it's, it's dollar signs. And then there's a whole bunch of them. See, now you guys have got this all wrong, all wrong. You have to look at the very top of the label, mm -hmm. and it actually spells out money tree. It does. And then the S in money tree is the dollar sign, which they just held down. Money trees. Yeah, they just held it down. There was no control C, control V. This was just holding down the uh, shift four button. <laughs> their, their, their graphic designer just fell asleep. Exactly. Fell asleep on his keyboard and said, well, that's done. They actually got rid of his job and hired a little dodo bird that, <laughs> that drinks the water. It's the old uh, it's the old Andy Warhol style of art. <laughs> just copy it over and over until it's good. <laughs> Which key is the any key? Oh, you didn't even mention that at the end it goes into stuff. Stillwater. Oh, yeah. Money. My bad. Yeah, the $1 sign provides the S in Stillwater. Oh, so yeah. it does. Yeah. Neat. I guess that's a little more creative. For about 1% of the can surface area, they were creative, and the rest are just money signs. I mean, we, we, we came across this in the past Stillwater that right. we drank, and most Stillwater cans are all these minimalist. Mm-hmm. Can't, yeah, gotta get real fucking close to figure out what's actually in the can. Which is kind of genius because that makes you look at the can. Yeah, it makes, it, you pick, makes, it, it makes you pick it up in the bottle shop. So yeah. Right, <laughs> right. So it actually is pretty smart on their part. Yeah. Getting back to this beer, the Money Trees it is a very hazy looking beer here. Mm -hmm. Very uh, hazelicious. Yeah, real light straw color on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It also had a real good head retention on it as well. It did. And it's still hanging around on the sides of the glasses a little bit. Yeah, much better than the Hefeweizen. <laughs> I know. Ridiculous. Also, just to go back to the previous episode, I can't name the number, but we had the Micro by Stillwater. And I believe that was a pale ale that actually was under 4% in yeah. ABV. And this one here is only 4.6%. 
So this is trying to ride that line of me not calling it beer. <laughs> I think four six is fine. You can get away four, with four six. Four six is fine. It's still above most macros. Right. So. You're all right. Yeah. So on the nose on this one, uh, it's definitely uh, a, a sour smell, but it also got some hops going on in there, it smells too. smells like soap. <laughs> nah, I'm not getting the hops like you are. I'm getting that sour smell. I'm getting I'm, I'm getting a combination of the two. I'm, get, I'm getting hops mostly only. I don't get much sour. All right. Let, let's drink this. Oh, boy. I don't like that. Oh, boy. Not at all. It's pungent. It's, it's something. Oh, boy. I, I do not care for that. <laughs> it's actually, I don't think it's that bad. Hey, good for you, boy. It doesn't warrant your your slander over there. Um, I mean, as yeah, as far as a person who doesn't like things that are sour, yeah, I don't. <laughs> what type of beer did you say this was supposed this to be? This is a, it's a Goza-style session IPA. So, I, okay. I, I think if they separated the two out, it would be two perfectly fine beers. I don't know that. <laughs> I'm not making that claim. <laughs> I I think so. I feel like you separate one thing out and you get trash, and then you might have a good like session IPA left over. And I would go the other way. I think if you had a decent Goza, and then you have some session IPA that I don't care about, uh, you'd be okay. This it, it starts out as a tart beer, and then it finishes with that hoppiness. I don't like that at all. I'm see. I'm I'm just not finding the hops in it like you are in this in this smell or. As it finishes, it just kind of mostly tastes like a sour goza. No, I'm fine. I'm I'm finding some hoppiness in here. I don't particularly like it. I mean, I kind of find the hops, but it it's more just the fact that it tastes like it tastes like a salty warhead candy. <laughs> that is gross. <laughs> I, it does taste like a uh, lemony warhead. Yeah, yeah, it tastes like a lemony warhead. But like because of the goza part of that, I, I also get mm. salty. And maybe like just a little bit of the vegetation side of the IPA part is they do not they do not mix for me not for Steve no <laughs> no these are these, this is not a great beer this is not for Steve this is not for Adam so guess what Bubba good for you that you like it that's I, I don't love it because I'm not a huge sour fan right but I don't I don't think it's undrinkable that's fine yeah I, it's certainly not the worst beer we've had on the show no today, today. not today, <laughs> today. No. I don't know man. It's not making my go no go list. This I probably it. wouldn't reach for another one right now. Well, you're going to because somebody's got to finish this. <laughs> there you go. Oof. All right, let's <laughs> let's get away from this beer a little bit. Okay. Settle out for a minute, and it's time we talk a little bit more about beer. Specifically, we need to talk. <laughs> it's time we talk more about beer. Oh, shit. I know. <laughs> I didn't do my fucking homework for this show. <laughs> It's going to be the rest of the I know segment. It I'm is. sorry. I know it is. So, what we need to do is we need to talk about Beer Fest. Yeah. In reality, we've been talking about Beer Fest for the past, I don't know how many weeks. Mm-hmm. If you listen to our bonus uh, content we put out uh, for episode 74, we were talking to Doug from uh, Should I Drink That about uh, if he wanted to put on his own barbecue and Beer Fest. We've talked about Brutal Beer Fest. We've talked about Fresh Fest. And there's so many just bespoke beer fests now that i mean they're great they're all great but they also trump just the boring ass beer fests that are out there (laughs) like i i i don't know the next time i'll go back to the david l lawrence convention center for a here's a bunch of beer drink it right here's a bunch of stuff you've already had like i I maybe a couple gems but yeah yeah a couple gems here and there but like unless it's you know on immediate pass right (laughs) wink wink (laughs) uh but 
I'm just I'm just not that interested anymore because all these other bespoke festivals have things you can't get. They have like collaboration beers and they have breweries coming from out of nowhere. Mm. And they bring a better experience as well, right? Oh there's, yeah, absolutely. There's more to do. It's yeah. not just drinking. It's usually coupled with something cool mm-hmm. you're interested in. As yeah, well. exactly. So what do you say? We talk about what we feel it, in terms of our personal opinions. What do you want to see as the next bespoke beer festival? What would you do if you had the ways and means? If you could design your own, Bubba, yeah. what would you what do? What would you do? Okay. Million dollars in hand. <laughs> and a Wahlburgers. And a Wahlburgers. You can bring a Wahlburgers food truck. I don't want it. <laughs> I don't know what you want me well, to say. Well, Bubba, I don't has, want it. Bubba has deferred his turn. So, Adam, why don't you start? Well, if you had the ability to make your own bespoke beer festival, what would it be? Thanks. I hate it. <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want a Wahlburger food truck. That doesn't sound enjoyable. I just want to go, oh, why are you yelling at me? Take your fucking burger. Take your fucking food truck. We're giving you a fucking Wahlburger's food truck, son. Uh, All right. So I actually have a couple of suggestions. First things first is one that I I know would not turn out well, but I like the idea of it anyways. I want to be able to combine a beer festival with a car show. Okay. Why are you so surprised by this, Bubba? I mean, if you go car shows, they already have Miller Lite. They do. However, I don't think it's the, the, the same level as what you would have at normal beer festivals. Uh, obviously, you have some higher octane beers. You have more opportunity uh, to drink those beers. And the people that are going to be participating are also ones that are going to have to drive home. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to mix that. That's nope. fair. And, and the only way you could do that is if you impounded the cars for the weekend or for the night or something like that, and nobody's going to want to do that. So I'd love to be able to combine the two. I just know it would never happen. You just don't see how it works. Right. You could always do the uh, – couple it with like a camping overnight. No. What? <laughs> no, I, I don't believe that would work because I think there are too many people that want to take their cars back home and put them back in the garage and wipe it down with a diaper. Yeah. That's fair. And I, I just don't see that happening, especially when you get into the higher end stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, that sounds a little rough. Uh, you probably have to find some place with maybe like a parking garage. And even then, people still just like to have their things at home to be right. safe. Right, exactly. Now, if you could do something, if you're if you're going bespoke and you're going full bespoke, you can get like a, uh, an airplane hangar mm-hmm. and do something like that. You can do a, a beer fest in an airplane hangar with all your cars hanging around. But it comes back to you got to – transportation will always be an issue with that sort of thing. Maybe, maybe you just want Jay Leno to have a beer fest in his airplane hangars. That would be dope. Let's make that happen. Okay. okay. All right. I'm good with that one. <laughs> I don't see did, that. I, did I solve your issue I for you? I think you kind of okay. did. I think you kind of did. Uh, the other uh, – one of the other ones that I had in mind is I would say break it up in parts of the state. But I'm going to concentrate on western Pennsylvania because this is where I live. Sure. Uh, what I what I would like to do is if I could have a festival for all craft breweries that are less than two years old, the oh, only okay. way you can get there is if you have been open for less than two years. With the baby breweries? Yes. Yes. Uh, because that gives exposure uh, that they may not necessarily have because I know mm-hmm. there are always new breweries opening up. Right. Uh, and they may not be getting the same exposure that they would compared to, you know, beer fest with all the, the bigger yeah, uh, breweries, quote unquote. You'd want to cap it at two years. That seems pretty young. I exactly. I don't think there's that many opening where you'd get a 
you know, decent. Well, see, that's why you break it up into larger chunks in terms of like Western Pennsylvania or Eastern Pennsylvania. Ah, invite more. Yeah, yeah. You you try you try to get more people in because most breweries that are that young, they might not be able to contribute anything more than one beer. Right. I'm gonna say maybe open it up to three or four years. That way, they're still in their infancy and gaining traction. True. I I I want to keep it young. I I would top it at three. I wouldn't go. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't go much. Much more than that. Obviously, five is right out. Yeah, just because I'm th- I'm thinking back to Fresh Fest and a lot of the uh, breweries that were there. Um, that one, a lot of the black owned breweries are very very new. Some yeah. of them didn't even have brick and mortar yet, like the Harris Family Brewery. Oh, they're just yeah, they're like they're still in their Kickstarter phase, but they were still able to bring a beer as right. you know, just kind of proof of concept for people to try. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like two years is pretty good actually. Yeah, and being able to get at least one beer. Because after after about a year and a half, if you make good stuff, people are going to start knowing about you. Yeah, people are going to start looking for you. Even even Abjuration, who's completely hamstringed with their uh, you know production ability, they right. still they still show up at one or two beer mm-hmm. fests. So right. So I, I think that would be a great way for for some exposure and and to find new craft breweries that you may not necessarily go to because you don't know how good or not good they would be. So I think that's, that would be a good one. The third one that I had is I'll guarantee it's already happened somewhere. I've just never seen it. I just know it exists. Uh, where we have to combine the love of craft brewery and the joy of video games. Hmm. Can't think of anything. Can't think of anything. Okay. All right. So what my idea is we have the, the classic beer festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we also have uh, tournaments similar to like you would have with a cornhole tournament or a keg toss, that sort of thing. But you have your beer cart tournaments. Yeah. Well, I mean, even similar to everything that's going on in the e-gaming world. Correct. I, I know you're not totally plugged into that. I'm not even totally plugged into that. But like, you have, you have conventions like Evo, where like people just show up just to watch people play Street Fighter, and they just, you know. Well, I I know that uh, at some of the the big esports events. I mean, it's the Staples Center. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's the United Center. It's madness. It, like that shit came out of nowhere. <laughs> right. Right. It oh, yeah. is tens of thousands of people showing up to watch a couple of folks play a video game. Yeah. Which, okay, I get that. Now do it drunk. Now do it drunk. <laughs> yes. Or watch drunk. Or both. Or watch it drunk, yeah. Yeah. Participate or watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I, I yeah. feel that that would be a good combination. And you, you can get down into the classics as well. Oh, yeah, sure. You know, uh, Street Fighter, as previously mentioned. Gran Turismo. I don't know how I don't know how tournamenty racing games get. Ah, you can figure something out. <laughs> you can come up with <laughs> aside from Mario Kart. Mario right. Kart gets really tournamenty. Yeah, yeah. But uh, those are my three suggestions. I like them. Uh, of what I what I, I like would em. like to see. I, I like the video game one because you can add in that crowd element of uh, when they're. Uh, if you ever watch darts on mm-hmm. on the TV, those crowds are crazy as shit because they are drunk. <laughs> So if you get that behind a video game crowd, I'd like yeah. that too. <laughs> yeah, they're drunk and European. Yeah, a fine combination. Sometimes it's in a beer hall. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. It yeah. is awesome. It watch. is awesome. Check out some dart videos on the YouTube. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, Bubba, are you ready for your turn, or should oh, I yeah. go? Okay. So kind of like Adam's video game tournament and uh, and beer fest. I was thinking I'm a big hockey fan. Mm-hmm. I would want to run a hockey tournament beer fest. Oh, okay. Over, so this would have to be. A multi-day event, most likely. Okay. Um, incorporating beer. I was, I was trying to figure out a good way to incorporate beer and make it part of the competition. Where, like, 
I think deck hockey would work best because that brings in other people that don't play ice hockey and other stuff. It also takes away the blades. Yeah, it also takes <laughs> it, and it and it makes it easier to walk on and off. So you'd have like right. ha- half hour games and, and what you would do is you would have different teams. Deck hockey teams are smaller than ice teams too. Mm-hmm. Different teams team up with different home brewers or even smaller breweries and you make a collaboration beer between the team and the home brewer and then – during the round robin play, that affects your seating is where your beer ends up in the standings. Oh, okay. Then, so that could be plus or minus a couple wins, and you could end up a first seed even though you'd actually be a third seed. And then the like, next day, you'd play through the bracket, and then there'd be a secondary beer fest of the brewery bringing a different beer that they just made. And hmm. that's more of just a bring beer to taste different beers and less of a competition and okay. then watch the hockey competition roll out. Okay. I like that. Okay. You could also incorporate it to where the competition beer and the overall standing of the team get judged at the very end. And maybe you get like an ultimate champion of like who who's best overall of both standings in the tournament and standings in the beer competition. Best hockey, yeah. best beer. Yeah. I mean, you can have multiple awards throughout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Sounds fun. You could also, I would also suggest having a skills competition in between uh, gameplay. Oh, yeah. Because uh, once you get to the top of the bracket, you'd want to kind of let some of the, the, the championship rest between. So, yeah, you could have a skills competition yeah. that's all beer related. And let, the, let the regular people come in drunk and try to do a skills. <laughs> right. Well, I would think the hockey players could, if you're playing deck hockey, you could be having beer along the way. You mm-hmm. can do that too. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying like if you're if you're sitting in the stands watching all that time, maybe you, you eventually want to get out there yourself. Oh, yeah. Like, I could do that. <laughs> Prove it. It's a, everybody participating. I think it'd be a lot of fun. I like that idea. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I can get behind that. Yeah. Steve? What do you got? My idea. Wahlburgers. No, it's not fucking Wahlburgers, goddammit. We just have burgers <laughs> and beer. We're going to have a bunch of Wahlburgers. <laughs> Who invited you? <laughs> Who invited this guy? Wrong show. I know. <laughs> um, no, my idea is going to revolutionize the rail. The rail? The rail. How is that happening? I looked into something. I had a stupid idea, and then I looked into it to see if it was a real thing. There are still cross-country trips on trains. Oh, yeah. okay. They're 14-day train trips across America. And then I was like, well, why not just every state you stop get some beer from that state? I like that. You have a, you have a two-week trip across America. That is like a bender. Right? Yeah. That's how I live my life. Call it the, call it the rail bender. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Starts in Erie. <laughs> All aboard. <laughs> Good Lord. I think that's something that can completely change the railroad industry and actually put people back on Amtrak. Yeah? Yeah. So yeah. where would you start? I, you just go coast to coast and then you go back. I think that's how it works. That's why it's 14 days. Ah. It's like seven across and then seven back. Okay. So like you start in New York and then say you end in San Francisco. And then you would travel down to San Diego, making a stop in Los Angeles. Mm. And you pick up all that good Southern California beer. Mm, okay. And then you come back across the uh, South. You know, you get to hit like Texas and things like that. 
<laughs> Texas and the rest of the shit that's down there is somewhere. I mean, I can't, I, I can't really attest to Arizona or New Mexico beer. Or <laughs> I'm sure they got some. I'm sure. No, I know they have some. It's just I haven't had it. Louisiana. Yeah, yeah, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. I, I, I got some good beers. You get some Abita, Yeah, they got yeah, other ones. They have other stuff. Yeah. It's just I don't know it as well as you know. I just know Texas is a lot more craft beer friendly than. But, uh, I think that'd be, that'd be a good time. I think so, too. We and, can tour the Hop Nation. And the best part of it is you're on the train. Yeah. So you just go to bed, and then you wake <laughs> up, and then there's new beer to taste. You can like drink in two-hour shifts and sleep in two-hour shifts. Exactly. This, this, I, got, I, got, I, got, <laughs> I got on this kick because I was thinking about Cooper's Lake and how that was a like a camping, and you just sleep there. Like you sleep at the beer fest. I was like, where else could you sleep at the beer fest? <laughs> on a train. On a train. <laughs> or a castle. Sure. At Cooper's Lake, you can sleep in a castle. <laughs> sure. No, you can't really sleep in that castle. If you believe in yourself. Uh, yeah, if you got, I'm sure somebody tried to oh, I'll guarantee over the weekend. Yeah. yeah, I guarantee that too. Yeah. But regardless, I, I feel that like that's a really good idea. I think so too. And then you just wake up and you get new beer from all the states across America. It's mm-hmm. the best idea. Everybody love it. Get on the train. Beers across America. So you wouldn't take it up into Oregon? You kind of skipped those. The, the highest... Uh, sure, whatever. You can. Yeah, I didn't plan it. Oh. <laughs> Actually, uh, one of the trips I did look at went through Glacier National Park. Ooh. So I imagine it went all the way to like Washington and then down. How do you incorporate Colorado in there, too? There's so many good stops. You, you get Maybe you get Colorado on the way. Maybe you don't go into the southwest. Maybe you just make a different train. Listen, we can do what we want. This is our beer festival. Yeah. Maybe it's a 20-day trip. I don't know. <laughs> Look, I got to work at BrewDog first before I can <laughs> create my train trip. Well, you can make that part of a show. I know. Exactly. Yeah, I, get my, I get my job at BrewDog, and then I'm like, I've got the perfect show for you. It's called Wild Vegas. <laughs> All right. How fast do you want fire? <laughs> I feel... That these are all fantastic ideas. It's called Off the Wall <laughs> with Donnie and Mock. Stop, please. <laughs> all right. We're getting back to these beers. Getting back to this. Let's get to this money trees. This money trees. Steve, I'll let you go first. Sucks. Okay. Bubba, you go next. It doesn't suck that bad. Okay, me next. I'm somewhere in between. It, <laughs> You're somewhere in between suck and not suck that bad. <laughs> the more I drink it, the That's less D- I minus. enjoy it. <laughs> This is a rough one. The more you drink it, the less you like it, Bubba? Yeah, I liked it more initially. But, well, I just get tired of sours. Yeah. And they just – it's such a odd, bold flavor and just it, – it gets it gets tiresome. It's unnecessary. Getting through 12 ounces is just too much. It's too sour. It's just too – No, I don't think it was too sour. It, it It's not. It's not too sour. Too sour. It's fine, and you can have that opinion. I don't think it's too sour. I think it's you have no reason to combine hops and sour. They're two distinct flavors that should not be together. That's why they haven't been until the last nine months. <laughs> it's like two trains going head on. They just don't mix. Dear Mr. Two Trains. <laughs> <laughs> if you were on two trains, would the trip take half the time? Two trains on the two trains. <laughs> Nah, this is un- an unnecessary beer. It's change for the sake of change, and I don't like it. Well, no, it's experimental for the sake of experimental, and I don't know why it just got put into mass production. It That's sh- what I think. Yeah. It shouldn't be. 
Yeah. All right. What do you say we rank these? Sure. Uh, I'll go first. Sure. Money trees, bronze. Pretty self-explanatory. Really? Yeah, really. That's not great. I was not a big fan. <laughs> not a fan. Not a fan. Not a fan. Uh, in the silver medal position, this is where things actually get into a little bit of a competition. A little bit. A little bit. Uh, I'm going to put the two roads in the silver medal position with their no limits half of Eisen. It's not a bad beer. I'll drink a can or two. In terms of a half of Eisen, nah. Nah, there are much better examples out there. As a beer, it's not bad, though. And I, I don't have many complaints about it. I'm not mad about this beer. Uh, but... In an odd twist, the uh, gold medal position is going to go to Platform Beer Company with their Speed Merchant, their white IPA. I thought that this was the best executed beer of the three. I I thought that this was well-balanced. It had a distinct flavor without being stupid. (laughs) And all in all, I I, I feel that this was the best beer of the three. So, uh, Steve, I will kick this over to you. What are your rankings? Okay, so my rankings are the same. (laughs) A little different on the reasoning. Obviously, I think Money Trees is way worse than <laughs> anybody else does at this table. It, it just, it is just out and out trash to me. Like I don't, I don't see the point to this beer. I don't see how you could use it with anything, except for maybe if you're really into sour stuff, you can shovel a bunch of sour candies in your mouth and drink this beer with it. If you're that kind of person, but like otherwise, this beer has no purpose. I do not like. Uh, silver again goes to that Hefeweizen but I'm not as gracious as Adam I I don't know I don't really like this beer it's not a good Hefeweizen it's not that great of a beer I, I really wouldn't suggest anybody like I'm not going to offer it to anybody I would not take it if somebody offered it to me and I had another choice I'd probably almost always take the other choice as long as it wasn't money trees <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so gold, I'm going to give to the platform white IPA, the Speed Merchant. I like this beer a good bit. It's, uh, you know, it's not on the top of my list of IPAs or anything like that, but still pretty good beer. Pretty good as a uh, possible gateway or just a step two once you figure out that you like IPAs and you want to just try to be adventurous within the styles and try to learn more about IPAs and their uh, different flavors. But otherwise, yeah. Kind of an unremarkable mystery fridge, <laughs> honestly. A little, bit, yeah. a little bit. The mystery fridge giveth and taketh away. Yes, it took it tooketh. <laughs> so bubbeth. Bubbeth. So giveth <laughs> unto us. Much like the unremarkableness of all the beers across the board, I have the rankings the same. So unanimous decision with the uh, the Stillwater Money Trees as as the bronze. I didn't hate it as much as Steve. I don't really like sours that much, but I didn't think it was offensive too much. It just it got tiresome. It got to be too much. Too much different flavors going on that just didn't jive. Uh, second place would be the road, the two roads, the road less traveled, uh, no limits, Hefeweizen. Didn't bring the carbonation you want with a Hefeweizen, and it, it was just kind of there. It didn't excite. It left you wanting a little more. And then uh, top of the list is the platform in the gold medal position, the Speed Merchant. I thought that was a solid beer. Uh, it did a lot of good things with the uh, with the IPA-ness, the maltiness. Uh, brought a lot of good hop flavor. It wasn't a knockout of the park, but it was solid. It was probably the only one I would reach for again. I could see myself having a couple more of those at another time. The other two, eh, probably not. 
Right. Not by choice, not by ear have this. Now, the real question is, would you have a wall burgers with it? <laughs> the platform will wash down a nice burger. That would be a speed merchant. <laughs> speed merchant. Get that speed merchant to wash down that wall burgers. <laughs> I don't even tell you your Boston accent is stellar. <laughs> it's stellar. It was cultivated by years of drinking four local. It acted real shitty on the south side. Get to the promos. <laughs> Get to the good stuff. Get out of here. If you want to watch me and my brother Donnie run Wahlburgers. <laughs> no way. On the A&E channel. If you want to find us on the social media, all you have to do is search Hot Nation USA and I'll get you Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you want to listen to brand new episodes of the Hop Nation USA podcast every Friday, all you have to do is search Hop Nation USA on your favorite podcatcher like Stitcher, Podbean, Google Music Play, and iTunes. And if you're on iTunes, leave us a five-star review because... Bubba, you do it this week. We're a six-star show because we're six out of four. <laughs> close enough <laughs> but that is how we grow the show by getting those high star reviews on iTunes and the other way we grow the show is by telling your friends so let them know about the Hop Nation USA podcast get them to listen get them the review get them to subscribe I want to thank Bubba as our guest tonight even though I dicked up that rating like a soup sandwich that's okay that's alright that's alright that's why you're 6 out of 4 on the show right. <laughs> you're learning you're learning <laughs> yeah uh, we'll do better next week well yeah next week we won't let the fridge pick up right. <laughs> pick our beers for us right <laughs> well that's all from here yep so thanks for listening we'll see you next week on Hot Nation USA episode 76 You're fucking weird. You are. You are.